many of us, myself included, I would only eat two eggs at breakfast, but that's about 12 grams of protein. And that's really not a lot. One egg is roughly six grams. So if eggs is a primary breakfast source for you, you probably need to add another type of protein on the side. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you are doing well. Today, I am sharing the foods that are on my weekly hormone healthy grocery list. And why I'm sharing this is because what do I eat is the most common question that I hear. And just because I am sharing the staples in my diet, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the staples in your diet because we are all so different. But I'm going to share the foods that are essentially getting the most bang, giving you the most bang for your buck. And in terms of mineral density and nutrition, and obviously this list will shift a little bit based on the year and the season. So I might have more tropical fruits during the summer months, and I might have more salads and like leafy greens in the summer months and be eating more raw foods during spring and summer because, well, it's spring and summer. Those foods are more available and they're so much easier to digest and break down because of the heat. But during the winter, I don't have any interest in actually eating salads. I really don't. I have a really hard time going to my fridge, having a raw salad, I want something that's warm. I gravitate towards more roasted and cooked veggies. I might eat kale, for example, but it's probably going to be sauteed with some onions and garlic and mushrooms. And there's just different ways I'm going to eat it and prepare it during the winter months compared to summer. So I'm going to share with you some of my staples and why they are my staples. And of course, with any episode, take it or leave it. Take whatever resonates. If there's maybe some foods on this list that aren't a at the top of your list and you want to try adding those in, great. There's really nothing that's like super strange on here before we even dive in. So don't think I'm going to share some things that aren't really easily accessible outside, of course, of perhaps raw dairy. Okay, so let's talk about food number one, Eggs. They are super rich in choline, which is a brain food, and they are a really great source of protein. Now, when it comes to protein, you probably hear many people in the online space, myself included, speak about getting in at least a good 30 grams of protein at each meal. And that's going to help satiate you and support blood sugar balance, support muscle mass, and just your overall appetite, keeping you satiated. And the thing with eggs is that many of us, myself included, 
I would only eat two eggs at breakfast, but that's about 12 grams of protein. And that's really not a lot. One egg is roughly six grams. So if anything, if eggs is a primary breakfast source for you, that's great, but you probably need to add in a third egg or have an another type of protein on the side. This is where sometimes people might have like a shake or what I might do is have some cottage cheese or I might make like an egg veggie scramble and throw in some leftover chicken, like roasted chicken. So I definitely add in more protein, but eggs for sure are always on our weekly grocery list. Not only are they rich in choline, but they contain a lot of B6, B12, and vitamin D, which is super essential during this time of year. I love having them for breakfast, but not only that, I love to even just have boiled eggs on hand. And if I need a quick snack or something that is also protein rich during the day, I might have you know a boiled egg and it's just great to have those available. So if you've seen me share on Instagram in my Insta stories, how I've been boiling eggs in my Instant Pot, Oh my God, it's a game changer. So you can actually buy this silicone mold where I think it fits like seven or eight eggs. You just crack the egg into the mold. And then, so there's no shell that you have to peel, which is the best part. And then you just place it into your Instant Pot and you cook them for five minutes and you have boiled eggs and it's so easy. And I love that I don't have to sit there and like peel eight eggs, which can totally be annoying and time consuming. So if you haven't tried that yet, I highly recommend it. Okay, so eggs, number one on the list. And actually, these aren't in any particular order. There's just, there's 10 of them and we're gonna go through all 10. Next up is bone broth. Now, of course, I will make my own. I find that during the fall and the winter months, I'm more inclined to make my own. But during like spring, summer, where I still consume it very regularly, I find I'm just buying it and I'm not like heating it up in the house. And and it's just a thing. Maybe it's because of the temperature or the time of year. But I do love the one from Broya Broth. I don't know if my code is active there. You guys could totally try. Of course, the code is Wellness Witch. The company I'm talking about is Broya, B-R-O-Y-A, Broya Broth. And check out if the code works there. It might save you 10%. Can't remember off the top of my head, but totally worth a try. I love their turmeric ginger chicken bone broth. It's delicious. And I have it pretty much daily, unless if I'm making my own. So why bone broth is on my list or ingredients to buy bone broth. So that would be things like celery and carrots and onions and garlic, and then things like chicken feet and chicken necks or chicken backs. Those are all, even chicken wings, those are amazing for getting all that good gelatin and collagen from the bones. And that's going to be an easy way to make a really gelatinous, healthy broth. So why bone broth? It contains a lot of minerals in forms that your body can very easily absorb, like calcium, magnesium, phosphorus, silicon, sulfur, and it's very rich in gelatin, which is beneficial for restoring strength of the gut lining, and it's very rich in amino acids, proline, and glycine. And those two aminos are so important for overall hormonal health. 
Did you know that chaga mushroom is an amazing mushroom known to support metabolism and actually help your cells become more receptive to insulin? So if you're dealing with insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes, then chaga mushroom is going to be fantastic for you. It's going to gradually support the body in reestablishing balance and normalizing blood sugar levels so they can come back down to a healthy level. My go-to chaga mushroom is from Aversio Wellness. You can head on over to their website, aversiowellness.com, and check out the product Protect Now. This is an organic chaga eight-to-one dual extract, and you can get it for 15% off with using the coupon code WellnessWitch. Head over to aversiowellness.com, enter the coupon code WellnessWitch at checkout, and get your hands on some Protect Now chaga. Next up on my list is grass-fed meat. Now, we primarily focus on beef and also ground beef mixed with organs. I spoke about this in last week's episode when I was talking about nutrition for pregnancy and fertility and how getting in organ meats is so amazing because they're loaded with so many minerals. And we primarily focus on grass-fed, of course, because of the quality, higher omegas, and it's a great source of protein very great source of saturated fats, and contains all essential amino acids. Plus, it's loaded with selenium, iron, omegas, and zinc. And so I highly recommend grass-fed beef. I will also add in beef liver to this list because it's a very powerful superfood that contains copper and vitamin A, but more than more than just vitamin A, it's retinol, the active form of vitamin A, which is so important for sex hormones and thyroid health. And you cannot get that vitamin A from carrots, FYI, because it is a question I get all the time. And anytime I talk about retinol and vitamin A, I'm always asked about, well, can't I just eat carrots? Cause that gives me vitamin A. You are getting beta carotene from carrots, not the same thing as retinol. And what has to end up happening is that that beta carotene needs to convert in, it needs to convert in the body into retinol. That conversion happens in your liver and it has to go through like 400 different processes, literally for that process to even happen. So the chances of you getting retinol from beta carotene is super slim. So this is why eating beef liver is just getting direct to the source of retinol or taking the supplement, of course. Next up on my list is fruit. Now, of course, I'm choosing fruit that is in season. So being that we are heading into fall and winter, I'm choosing more apples and pears because those are available. Now, I will eat things like wild blueberries because we have a ton that we got locally in the summer and we froze like two massive trays of it and then you know, we, we freeze it on trays and then we put them into bags and um, we have them stored in our freezer. So I typically won't eat them cold during the winter months. So even though they're frozen, we'll defrost them or I might actually put them in a pan um, or, or a pot and just warm them up and, and have them like warm stewed and put that over my yogurt or my cottage cheese or on my pancakes. So that's a really delicious way to have them. So if you have frozen fruit from the summer, you know, that that's one way to enjoy those fruits. The thing is, you know, 
and I don't want to go down this whole rabbit hole, but essentially we will better tolerate foods that are grown more locally digestively, we will be able to to better absorb and digest and assimilate nutrients from the foods that are in season versus ones that are out of season. And so that's why I typically recommend eating foods that are in season. But at the same time, I also recognize, you know, you go to the grocery store and you see like mango or papaya and you just really crave it and you want it. But focusing on seasonal most of the time is going to be ideal. Now, Fruits in general, super rich in antioxidants, which is going to support cellular health and very rich in vitamin C, which is so great during the fall months because typically that is the quote unquote cold and flu season, which I really just call bullshit on because what's happening is when September comes around, we got kids going back to school they're getting a little germy. They're bringing that home. Your schedules have shifted in terms of your availability and back to work and the kids and all of that. Then we head into Thanksgiving where there's overindulgences. We head into Halloween where there's sugar. Then we start heading into the holiday season where we're sometimes running around like a chicken with our heads cut off. And then of course the holidays are bringing stress and some overindulgence as well, perhaps, you know, even at Thanksgiving with like alcohol and things like that. So that's what starts to really impair our immune system and our level of resiliency. And so this is why we are getting colds and flus during this time of year. So vitamin C is going to be so essential, which is amazing to get from your seasonal fruits And getting vitamin C in its whole food form is absolutely crucial. And the way your body assimilates that, again, is so different than taking like an ascorbic acid supplement. And that vitamin C is so protective for the heart and for the brain. Next up on my list is, now this one is a little bit, definitely more seasonal, but I might find different ways to include this during the fall and winter months. And I haven't actually fully thought through what that's all going to look like. But what I'm talking about here is orange juice and coconut water, because this is what I typically use to make my adrenal cocktails. So fresh pressed organic orange juice, of course, it's so delicious, but it's loaded with vitamin C. And, you know, in the fall months, we are having access like clementines, which, oh my God, I love so much. And so I'm still using them currently right now. But as we head more into winter and, you know, December, January, February, I'll probably be making my adrenal cocktails in different ways. And so how I typically make them is by combining orange juice with some coconut water and some sea salt. And so the coconut water is going to provide me with potassium. That sea salt is going to provide me with sodium. And then I get that vitamin C for the adrenals. And the adrenals need all of it. They need the sodium, the potassium, and that vitamin C. So these are very easy to digest sugars and it supports the thyroid, our adrenals, and it's very anti-inflammatory. With that said, orange juice is still high in fructose and I am not anti-fructose because I think fruits are amazing because they're so nutrient rich. However, if you have blood sugar issues and insulin resistance or PCOS or diabetes or prediabetes, you do want to be conscious about your intake. And everybody's different when it comes to foods that impact their blood sugar. 
Whereas someone can eat maybe like an entire sweet potato and I may only be able to have a quarter because how it impacts my blood sugar and spikes my blood sugar, it's going to be different for everybody. So just paying attention to that. If you are thinking of including the adrenal cocktail, you know, into your like habits and your lifestyle, just being conscious of how much orange juice you're having. Typically I'm only having like a quarter of a cup of orange juice with a quarter of a cup of coconut water, but there's so many other ways to get vitamin C in. You do not necessarily need orange juice or what you can do is have coconut water with a bit of sea salt and use some like camu camu, which is you know, a natural way of getting vitamin C, like a camu camu supplement, and you can put a powder form in there and mix that up. There's so many different ways that you can do it and get creative with that. Okay, ladies, you have heard me speak over and over again about the Naturally Nourished Hormone Program. It is a step-by-step program to help you heal your metabolism, optimize your thyroid, and balance your hormones. If you've been chasing quick fixes and jumping on the new diet bandwagon every few months only for your symptoms to return, Naturally Nourished is the program for you, and I would love to welcome you into the program. I think it is safe to say that so many of us are constantly chasing the next five to 10 pounds. We are constantly putting weight loss at the forefront of our health and our well being, and we are neglecting the symptoms that are showing up for us. Our body is communicating to us every single day, and it can be really easy to get caught in this vicious diet cycle and restricting and depriving and overwhelming ourselves and complicating things when really we need to learn how to nourish our bodies. We need to reconnect back to ourselves and give our hormones the food, the nutrition, the minerals that it needs. We need to learn how to feel safe in our bodies and support our nervous system, understanding true nourishment and honoring hunger. We dive into so much in the Naturally Nourished program and you can save a hundred dollars off the program by using the coupon code podcast head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash naturally nourished and at checkout save a hundred dollars with the coupon code podcast and come be a part of our naturally nourished hormone community next up on the list is sauerkraut or even kimchi These are, of course, very rich in probiotics, which support gut health and also strengthen our immune system. This is going to lead to better digestion, just better overall gut health, better hormonal health because we convert a lot of hormones in, in the gut. You know, we create a lot of nutrients in the gut from our bacteria, which goes on to support our hormones. So I will often add a few tablespoons of sauerkraut or kimchi to my breakfast just scoop it up and put it on the side of my plate. And that's often a question I get asked a lot. People are like, how do you eat it? And I'm like, I literally just eat sauerkraut right out of the jar or kimchi right out of the jar. Because I know so many people, you know, if this is not, if this is something that's new to you, I know so many people who eat sauerkraut like in actual recipes, like cabbage rolls, for example. So if you're used to that, and that's what maybe you were brought up on and then to think to just eat it out of the jar. I've had some people say how like, that's just a strange thing, but to me it's not. And so um, that's typically how I have sauerkraut or kimchi and they're so delicious. And we have so many great local companies that make some amazing sauerkraut and kimchi. So that's definitely a staple in my diet. 
Next up is sweet potatoes and squashes. I love focusing on fruits and roots. You've probably heard me say that before on the podcast. These are often my go-to quote unquote carbohydrate sources. And that's because they're rich in nutrients and very rich in minerals and a lot of fiber, so many antioxidants and polyphenols. My favorites are often sweet potato and spaghetti squash, especially this time of year. And I do love potatoes as well on just regular white potatoes. They are all mineral rich, super fibrous, great for immune health. And it is so easy to just roast up a bunch at a time and have you know, easily accessible carbohydrates that are easy to break down, easy to eat, delicious, and having those for meal prep in your fridge. And it makes it so easy to throw a meal together. I could just roast a massive tray of sweet potato and potato or just any kind of squash, butternut squash, roast that all up and just have it in my fridge. And then if I've got some leftover meat, I can just make a really quick meal throwing that all together and throw in some sauerkraut or kimchi on top. So that might sound kind of strange combining all of that. That's typically how I throw my meals together. It's just a little mixture of everything. Okay, moving on to raw milk and cream, raw cream and raw cheese. Now, if I can get my hands on all of it, I'm going to get my hands on all of it and load up on it. And it does go bad quickly in your fridge. So you have to be conscious of that. So we do consume it within a week and we don't get a large amount. So connect with your local farmer to see if you can get some under the table because it's illegal in Canada, which is so ridiculous. And maybe in some states as well in the US. So just being conscious of that but you can also opt for organic dairy. You can also opt for some A2 milk. I mentioned this in last week's episode and A2 milk tends to be more easily digestible. So you could play around with that or an organic goat's or sheep's milk. You could try that or even a goat's cheese or a sheep's cheese. Sometimes people can better tolerate those than a cow dairy. Also, if cheese is aged, I think anywhere from like 24 months and beyond, or it might even be 30 months and beyond. If you've got lactose issues, you can actually tolerate food that's been aged for, I think, 30 months and beyond um, because they end up becoming lactose free. So that's something to play around with and look at or look for when you're at your local grocery store. And why I just love dairy so much, I feel like I feared it for so long and I'm so happy that I've gotten over that nonsense and included in my diet now. It's so nutrient dense. It's loaded with tons of vitamin A, that retinol that we spoke about, B12, vitamin K, vitamin D, minerals like calcium, potassium, magnesium, and iron. It also contains all of your macros, your protein, your fat, and your carbohydrates, which is great for blood sugar balance. So typically my go-to sources are cottage cheese because it's so rich in protein. I also love raw Parmesan. Now there's Parmesan and there's Parmigiano. Those are two very different types of cheese. Parmigiano, Reggiano, I feel like I cannot say it any other way. That is the real Parmesan cheese. That is the cheese that is actually more highly monitored in terms of where it comes from, the quality of it, 
like just the land, the cows, all of it is very highly monitored and Parmesan is just not at all. And Parmesan could actually be like multiple cheeses from multiple places and literally countries and cities and all just put together into one and called it Parmesan really. So there's a lot of regulatory issues and things that go on behind the scenes that we often don't know about. But if you're getting Parmigiano, Reggiano, you're typically getting it from like one source and it is, it's a raw, it's naturally raw and it's aged. It's easier to digest and it's loaded with vitamin K2, which is so important because vitamin K2 is what helps you absorb that vitamin D into your body, into your cells, into your bones. So we need these cofactors to support other vitamins in the body. And vitamin K is a very important cofactor and you can get that from really good Parmesan. So be conscious when you're at the grocery store, you don't want to actually buy Parmesan. That's like in the plastic bottled shaker, you know, like that's not what you're looking for. You want like a block of real raw parmigiano. That's what you want to look for. It's low to a vitamin A, calcium, and B vitamins as well. And then my last one on the list, this one's always on the list, that is chocolate, organic dark chocolate. It's the perfect treat, of course, but it's loaded with magnesium, copper, phosphorus, and iron, plus it's really great for heart health and research has shown the positive impact dark chocolate has on metabolic reactions to stress. And so I include it on my weekly grocery list. I definitely look for something that is lower in sugar, organic, and that is just really simple ingredients. And there's actually a lot of really great local companies around here who produce some really great homemade raw chocolates. And so I love to have a few different kinds and types on hand. And it's just a really great treat having like two little squares or something in the afternoon or in the evening with the tea. I just love it. And it's just a perfect sweet little treat and it kind of hits the spot. So those are my top 10. And like I was saying earlier, take it or leave it. You might find some things on here just don't resonate with you. Maybe you are vegetarian and you're not going to eat the beef and I totally get it. And that's all right. But you know, I'm a big advocate for animal products because of the mineral density that you get from them. I'm so tired of saying that word, mineral density. I need a new word. I need a new word for that. I need to say it in a different way. So that's my weekly grocery list. I hope that you are going to head to the store and maybe try some new things that I recommended. Maybe sauerkraut isn't a part of your you know, daily or weekly regimen, and now perhaps it's going to be. Maybe now you're going to source out some better parmigiano for you and your family. I often will just cut it into chunks and just have it on the side of my plate of you know one of my meals. And again, a great way to get on some minerals and some vitamin K and using a food first approach. We we want to focus on almost using our diet essentially as our multivitamin. And I get that that can be challenging to do sometimes based on the time of year. And also, you know, supplements are helpful because they do fill those nutritional gaps because our soils are depleted. It's not the way it once was many years ago. So many more herbicides, insecticides, and pesticides that are being approved year after year. And even if 
you're getting food from organic farm, you know, sometimes we have to keep in mind where that organic farm is located and then where a non-organic farm is located and like winds are going to blow things and there's just going to be things we can't avoid. And so choosing the best quality that works for you and your budget. And if you're looking for the most nutrient dense foods, it's going to come from those animal products. So I would love to see what's on your weekly grocery list. You can connect with me on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Switch. Maybe you want to share some photos with me of some different things you've picked up. I'd love to hear from you and you can connect with me there. Send me some DMs. I'd love to see it. Thank you for tuning in. I will connect with you all next week. Have a lovely day. Take care. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.